This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We have some Monday night football to look forward to tonight. Yes, it's the Bears and the Vikings, but still, maybe there are some ways to make some money. Because isn't that the way to make some of these bad games watchable? Like, as I was sitting at the Titans and Panthers game yesterday, I saw it in person. It was cold. It was spitting rain. But we had a family <laughs> bet. We were on Derrick Henry to score two touchdowns for plus 600. And so we had something to root for. Guess what? Cashed in the first half. That was a nice little win for us. So as we were sitting through the misery that was both of these offenses trying to convert on third and 18, we could at least root for one man to enter the end zone twice. I think that's the only way to make some of these games watchable is to have some wagers on it. Isn't that like the best thing you can do? Yeah. If you if you like a side or a total or whatever player prop, if you like something, it's the only way. Otherwise, it's change the channel time. It's stream something else time. But I'm like you. I need to have some sort of dog in the fight or some sort of money or bet or something when it's a bad football game. I know I was saying this earlier, but I'm not just going to watch a game just because it's a game. I want to see something that's good. I want to see a decent matchup. I think tonight's matchup is interesting, so I wouldn't turn away from it completely. But, yeah, it's always better when you have some action on it. Oh, for sure. So let's do it. Let's look at the Bears and the Vikings squaring off in Minnesota as we have the Vikings three-point favorites. This one shortened from three and a half, so clearly somebody coming in on the Bears here. Total of 44. I'm already seeing 43 and a half at some shops, so some people hitting the under as well. Uh, so from your first glance at this game, Jenks, what stands out? I like the Bears here. I got the Bears at three and a half last week. It was one of my pick six plays. So, gosh, if they could cover this number, I'd go six and on my pick six. I haven't done that all season long. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, dog. We'll see. We'll see. That's probably why I'm not going to choose it because I feel like my luck's going to run out. I like the Bears, got him at three and a half, still like him at three. And I feel like this is a good, I think it's a good sell high spot on Joshua Dobbs. I know the Vikings, the Vikings finally lost last week. So maybe you're not selling at the highest point. And Minnesota's been very good against the number. But especially at three and a half, I'm not gonna buy the hook now, but I've seen some improvement in that Bears defensive line. Since they traded for Montez Sweat's divisional game, feels like a field goal game. And when you look at Justin Fields, I don't want to be hyperbolic here, but I sort of think he's playing for his job right now. Looked pretty good last week, but the Bears have been bad enough this season where if they have a top five pick in the NFL draft, they have to make a decision. Are we going to roll with Justin Fields and improve the team around him or 
are we going to draft a quarterback? I think that plays into what we see from Justin Fields tonight. And that Minnesota defense has been good. But I think the Bears can keep this close based on what we've seen recently. I'm going to go Bears plus three. I think that's the only way to go. Because the biggest question that I sit and ask myself is, do you really want to play Josh Dobbs as a favorite? Mm -hmm. Because he has been surprisingly good. But over the last three games, he's always been getting points. And I know that they have won those games outright, and he's been a great story. But like you said, I think at some point the bubble has to burst for Josh Dobbs. And if the Vikings lose, you have to sit in the mirror and say, okay, you did this. You picked <laughs> right. Josh Dobbs as a favorite. And you really have to think that way when you are taking favorites. Because let's give you an example. Over the weekend, I think I went back and forth on picking the Patriots minus three over the Giants, just fading the Giants, saying the Giants are bad. But in the end, I said, do I really want to play a very bad Patriots team laying points? And the answer was no. We yeah. saw how that game went. They didn't even win the game. So I think that is the bottom line for me is I'll take the Vikings when they're getting points. But when they're laying a field goal here against a Bears team that now has Justin Fields back. Yeah, I think the Bears are the right side here just by the book. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, a trend here, which I saw, which didn't make me feel good, is that the Vikings are 4-1 against the number in their last five games against Chicago. But the big caveat there is, is that that's when Kirk Cousins was playing quarterback for the Vikings. That's when Justin Jefferson was in the lineup, right? So you're taking away arguably mm -hmm. their two biggest weapons on offense and the most important position on the field in quarterback. So that's a trend where, yes, there's something to it, I guess. But if you read between the lines a little bit, then you say, oh, well, this trend was based on a completely different set of circumstances, that being Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, who just happen to be huge playmakers, obviously, for the Vikings. So that's why that trend really doesn't hold up for me in this spot. Speaking of trends, we've got to mention primetime unders. They have been the play all mm -hmm. season long, but also we have had some really trash matchups in primetime. So I'm not sure how you classify this one. I don't think this is, you know, a top-tier matchup, Bears-Vikings, but still, it's a pretty low total. Uh, it sits at 44 over at BetMGM. It has been falling. Uh, the open was 45, been bet down to 44. Like I said, it's already down to 43.5 in some places. Jinx, do you think the primetime under trend continues here? Yes, I do, and I will be on it. In Monday Night Football games this season, the under is 12-1. and one. That is Ugh. unbelievable. 12-1. Also, the under, 7-2 and two in the Vikings' last nine games overall. You got a Bears team that struggles on offense anyway, a Vikings offense led by their backup quarterback. They met earlier this season at Soldier Field. Vikings won. 1913 so the under clearly hit in that game yeah the money's going in that direction and yes the trend says under 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 but also you can justify that trend i think under is the play i think so as well especially when you're talking about two quarterbacks who are not you know the cream of the crop i think mm -hmm. that's where you can really get some of those unders is in the red zone that's when you really need those good quarterbacks to give you touchdowns instead of field goals if you are playing an over. But conversely, if you're playing an under, 
this is when I think they really struggle. And yeah. over the season, the Minnesota Vikings have not been great in the red zone in general. Their red zone offense ranks bottom 10 when it comes to scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So I think that's the case here as well. I would only play the under and I would only play the Bears. I did mention some props off the top, I believe. And I think there are a couple of good positions here for player props. There are two guys that I'm looking at. I'm looking at DJ Moore for the Chicago Bears and TJ Hawkinson for the Minnesota Vikings. TJ Hawkinson was going to be my top play. Then I mm -hmm. saw some of the numbers posted for him. And listen, the secret's out on TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> I believe he leads the NFL when it comes to tight ends uh, for receiving yards and I believe touchdowns as well. So his receptions was six and a half, which was really high. But I'll take a look at his yardage play. I think that is a good play as well. Because when you have a new quarterback that comes in, like Josh Dobbs, mm -hmm. he has a favorite target and somebody who is going to be his security blanket and in those three games it's been tj hawkinson that's gotten the most targets over his last three games he's gotten seven targets 15 targets and 12 targets Dang. over his last three games so i think you either go anytime touchdown which is plus money i believe it's plus 145 or you go over his receiving yard so jenks of those two would you point me in any direction do you think i go the safer route which i feel like is receiving yards or do you think I bet on him to get in the end zone? Well, it depends if you're in the mood for plus money or not. I like the receptions prop because I tend to be a little more conservative. But you have to feel like, and you said it, when you're a backup quarterback, you need that security blanket. And TJ Hawkinson is that guy. So maybe I think the only thing you have to worry about if you're talking about yardage is has Vegas caught up is the number too high. But here in this spot, I like both Chelsea, to be honest. I think you can play both mm -hmm. and, and hit both. And I'm on a Jordan Addison prop tonight, so I'll be there with you as far as banking on a Vikings receiver. I think that's a way to go tonight. So I like both. Yeah, so the number for TJ Hawkinson for yards is 61 and a half. If you look at his game logs, he's hit this in uh, four of his last five. Only had 55 last game. Uh, but that was on the lower end. Only had four receptions in that game. I do think he gets quite a few in this game against the Bears. Then, looking at DJ Moore, I think he's going to be the guy that Justin Fields turns to. I think it can be really tricky mm -hmm. playing receiver props when you don't really trust the quarterback who's throwing the ball because obviously that makes a, a world of difference mm -hmm. when you're playing these receivers. But last game, DJ Moore was the guy for Justin Fields. Had nine targets, seven receptions, and 96 receiving yards. If you look at the matchup, the Vikings are giving up the seventh most receiving yards to wide receivers and the fourth most receptions. So it's also going to be probably a negative game script if you believe the line in this game. So I think Justin Fields may have to throw the ball a little bit more than he would like. And plus, it's a relatively low number. I believe it may be, uh, let's see, 60 and a half. I'll hit the over receiving yards for DJ Moore as well. Oh, I like that. I'm going to go Jordan Addison. Had to look around for this one. I'm going to go Jordan Addison over 49 and a half receiving yards. This number seems way too low to me. He has hit this mark in seven of 11 games this season, including four of his last five. Didn't hit it last week, but they're playing Denver. And Denver, as we've seen since giving up 70 to the Dolphins, one of the best defenses in all of football 
The Bears' passing defense is a bottom 10 unit in the NFL. Justin Jefferson is out, so Joshua Dobbs needs a target. He's looking for TJ Hawkinson, or he's looking for Jordan Addison. And, oh, by the way, Jordan Addison has hit this number in every single home game this season. Over 49.5 for Jordan Addison. That's going to be my player prop in this one. Are you going to do a parlay on this game? Oh, God. I need to start doing that because the worst is when you absolutely nail a game and you don't play a same-game parlay. Yeah. So if we were to play a same-game parlay, we do, what, Bears plus three, mm -hmm. under 44, and then throw in one of those player props? Oh, we can do that. We oh, like it? Oh, I kind of do, actually. Or do you want to play a seven-point teaser? And get the Bears plus oh. seven and go under 40. <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to go under 50? I mean, I don't know. I think you you probably have the right idea here. Get yourself some extra money here. And maybe this will play out the way we think. Because I will say one thing. And, of course, betting is all over the place, depending upon sport, whatever it is. But I think when it comes to deciding game script and figuring out how things align in these primetime games, I think it's been one of our strengths this season. I think so as well. And that's the thing. If you really nail a game, you can win some big money mm -hmm. if you do one of those same game parlays. And they have some really good promotions to where uh, maybe you're even doing it risk-free. But let's walk down the avenue of a teaser in this game. Because I do think it's a good spot now that you mm -hmm. brought it up. Because you've got a key number for the Bears at three. Mm -hmm. So you do either a seven-point or a six-point teaser. So let's do the traditional six-point teaser. Okay. So you got the Bears plus nine. And then you've got a total of 50, which seems really high. What's the sabotage factor here? Do you think it's the total? That's what always scares yeah, me. It's the because total. I've been told not to tease totals because, you know, there's just more variance. Like the spreads are usually pretty sharp. Yes. And, you know, it wouldn't shock me totally if the Bears get blown out. But, you know, I think they can keep it within nine points of the Vikings, especially in a game that some people think that the Bears can win outright. So I like the spread there. But the total, do you think that should make us nervous at 50? Yeah. Do you play it up to the key number of 51? I guess you could. I That is the sabotage factor, though. And it's because you can get a garbage touchdown. The touchdown doesn't mean anything. It takes one busted coverage, and all of a sudden there's an extra touchdown you didn't account for or you didn't anticipate happening, and then your bet is busted. So I definitely like six, seven points on the side with the Bears. I don't think the Bears are going to get beat by double digits. I just don't see it happening. But you're right. The sabotage factor there is definitely the total. And then finally, do we think the Bears want to win this game as a franchise? <laughs> no. They Seriously. Don't. They'll try. I, they will try. I mean, the players aren't going to go. These, these guys are professionals. They're playing for their jobs. Justin Fields, I believe, is playing mm -hmm. for his job. There's no question about it. I think as a franchise, when you get to this point, you know, it's tough, right? Because you want to have this mentality where you want to win football games. You want to win football games. But ultimately, at this point, you're looking at draft picks. You're looking at building towards the future because this season is already a wash. So the players aren't going to give up. But certainly, I would say if your management for the Bears or the upper echelon of Bears management, you're not going to be crushed if you lose this game.